We've all got questions about the Bible and Christianity. Some of us are Christians and want to know how best to live for God and show our love for Him. Some of us are curious about what it means to follow Jesus. And some of us are skeptical of the idea of religion in general. Whatever your background, we invite you into these conversations that strive to take an honest look at what the Bible has to say on a wide variety of subjects. Each week, we will discuss questions that have been sent in from all around the world and try to find truth and practical application in God's Word. If you have any questions or follow-up comments, contact us anytime by emailing info at broadwaycoc.com. I'm Jed Lovejoy, and these are Conversations with Dan. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another one of our conversations here with Dan. So we'll dive right in. Well, I say that. We're going to, first off, remind everyone that they're always welcome to send questions and comments and all those different things. Please. Uh, So if you have follow-ups to previous videos, or if you have a brand new question or specific scripture you want us to look into, send them our way. We'd love to go through those with you. Uh, So on to today's question. It goes like this. Is it possible to not be baptized and still go to heaven? Yes. Ooh, not the answer I was expecting. All right. <clears throat> if you are a little child and you um, uh. are incapable of understanding the gospel, uh, you do not have to be baptized mm-hmm. in order to go to heaven. Okay. Because... Um, the Bible says that how shall they call upon him than whom they have not believed? And how shall they believe unless they hear? How shall mm-hmm. they hear without a preacher? Romans 10. Okay. So um, the seed of the kingdom is the word of God. Yeah. That, I'll come back to that one in All a right. second. So, yeah. so you have to hear and understand. In, in, the, in the New Testament, in the, in the book of Acts, and, and even prior to that, um, they that gladly received his message were baptized. Acts 2, verse 41. Mm-hmm. Um, the word of God spread, Acts 6, verse 7. And a great number of, uh, the dis- number of disciples in Jerusalem in- increased greatly, and a great number of the priests were obedient to the faith. But why was that? The word of God spread. Mm-hmm. Until people can hear and understand the word of God, they don't need to be baptized. Okay. All right. So I thought when you when you brought that one up, it was going to be like the small children focused on that. You know, so it is. All right. Or people that are mentally impaired that right. can't do that. So what about? Because um, I've heard this one used. I've heard it argued from both sides. So I'm curious what your take on it. Uh, in that scripture, when it says that they haven't heard and da da da. So let's imagine the person on the remote island that's never heard about God. Good person or otherwise, mm-hmm. does that same concept apply to them? No. Um, the scriptures I were going to go, I was going to go to here next, have mm-hmm. to do with law and one's accountability for sin. Okay. Um, in Romans five verse thirteen, the Bible says that sin is not imputed where there is no law. Mm. And uh, lest you think that that means the people on the remote island, he's talking about people who are have no kind of law. And in the book of Romans, there are uh, there written law that's mentioned, but there's also the law of one's conscience. Hmm. And in Romans two verse fourteen, it's talking about those remote people, whoever they may be. Okay. For when the Gentiles who do not have the law do by nature the things of the law, 
These who do not have law are a law unto themselves, who show forth the work of the law written in their hearts, their conscience bearing witness with them, their thoughts one with another, either accusing them or excusing them in the day God shall judge the secrets of men according to our gospel. Hmm. So the idea is that even people who do not have a written revealed law have the law of their conscience. And if you go back up to Hmm. Romans 2 verse 12, it says, as many as sinned without the law shall perish without the law. He's talking about people who didn't have a written law, but they violated the law of their conscience. Right. So people are under law and are accountable for sin if they are old enough to have a conscience that tells them right and wrong, even according to the standards of their own society. Okay. So um, being ignorant of the gospel does not make one safe. Okay. That's the idea. So the first bit is... You, you can be a young child or someone who mentally is like a child and not be accountable for sin. sin, And, and therefore so, not need to be baptized. Because, and we could get into a long conversation about baptism and what it means. Yeah, but let's, let's go to one more scripture here. Okay. Let's go to Romans chapter 7 verse 9 where Paul is talking about when he was a child. Mm-hmm. And when he was unaware of law, and he didn't really get the implications of God's law and sin, he says, I was living apart from law once, mm-hmm. but when the commandment came, mm-hmm. sin came to life, and I died. Yeah. Meaning, when he reached the point in his life when he became aware of God's law to the point that he understood it, and he understood the implications of it, and he understood, wait a minute, I'm a sinner. Mm-hmm. Then he then became accountable for sin. We call that the age of accountability. There's no age. Right. But whenever this develops in a person's life, then they become accountable uh, for sin, whoever they are, wherever they are. Hmm. And so at that point, it requires some form of action on their part. Right. It It requires the gospel of Christ. Now, we might look at it this way. The gospel is not the reason people are lost. The gospel is the remedy for the sin problem. Mm-hmm. The reason that they're, uh, they're that they're sinners is they have violated some kind of law, Be either the, the law of their conscience or the written mm-hmm. law of God. Okay. So Romans three twenty three all have sinned and yeah. fall short of the glory of God. But the only answer to that, the remedy to that problem, is the gospel of Christ. And those that obey the gospel of Christ are going to be those that are baptized into Christ. Okay. Now, we also should have added, you know, he that believes and is baptized. If a person is incapable of believing or trusting, well, they're not a candidate for baptism. Mm-hmm. Repent and be baptized. Right. If a person is incapable uh, mentally or age-wise of repentance, they're not a candidate yeah. for baptism. Um, so, uh, Because it goes back to they... They still haven't reached this point like what Paul was discussing, of basically realizing that they violated one form of those laws. Yes. Now, if the person asking the question meant, can people who are fully accountable and fully cognizant and fully able to repent and fully able to read God's law and all that, mm-hmm. can they escape being baptized and still be saved? The answer to that is no. 
Mm. And that, because that may, I mean, most of the time when I hear someone ask that type of question, they're definitely heading in that direction. Yes. Now, they may be speaking of people who lived before Jesus died and rose again. And certainly, if that's the case, then you've got the paralytic in Mark chapter 2. Your sins are forgiven you. Mark 2 verse 10 says that Jesus healed the guy to demonstrate that while he was on earth, he had the authority to forgive anybody's sins without question. Yeah. The sinful woman in the Pharisee's house, Luke seven forty-eight. Uh, he just said, woman, your sins are forgiven you. Mm-hmm. Didn't ask her to say a prayer or, be, or yeah. be baptized or anything. Just said, your sins are forgiven. The thief on the cross, Luke 23, 41 or something, somewhere in there. 41 or 2. He says, uh, today you'll be with me in paradise. Mm-hmm. So the paralytic, the sinful woman, the thief on the cross, he didn't ask any of those people to be baptized. No. Because Jesus is the one that forgives sins. But that was before he died for our sins. That's before he rose from the dead. And that's before he gave the Great Commission. And we live in the post that time. We live under the Great Commission where he said, Go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He that believes and is baptized will be Mm -hmm. saved. And when you start in the book of Acts, where it says, you know, in the end of Luke, it says, Repentance and forgiveness of sins will be preached in Jesus' name to all the nations, starting at Jerusalem. Acts 20, mm-hmm. or Luke 24, verse 47. Yeah. And then in Acts 2, when the first gospel sermon was preached about the death and resurrection of Jesus, people were told when they asked, What shall we do? Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of sins. Yeah. So we live on the book of Acts side of the cross and resurrection. Right. And that is God's direction to us. That's what the Bible says. Mm-hmm. So we can't make exceptions to it. So the answer is that if for those of us that can hear and understand the gospel, and we need to repent and be baptized in yeah. order to be saved. Because obviously there's, as simple as that seems, you know, you read it, and that's what it said. Jesus said it. Peter said it. It seems like, okay, there we head forward. There is still a lot of, well, we're going to parcel out lots of other things and try to make them say or pull out one piece of information and say, well, that says. Now, now another person will bring up the incident with Cornelius in Acts 10 mm-hmm. and will say, but Cornelius received the Holy Spirit before he was baptized. So doesn't that mean he was saved without yes. being baptized? Yes. The answer to that is no. Uh, let me put this very, very simply. Okay. The apostles received the same outpouring of the Holy Spirit in Acts chapter 2. Mm-hmm. The purpose of that was not to save the apostles. It was to demonstrate to the unbelieving crowd that Jesus was really alive. Acts 2 verse 33. Yeah. He, the risen Jesus, has poured forth this which you now see and hear. The same is true in Acts 10. The purpose of that miracle was not to save Cornelius, but to show the Jewish brothers who had come with Peter Mm-hmm. that it was really okay to um, baptize the right. Gentiles. Because See? that was kind of the first time that that was a major statement. It was kind of a changing point in the focus of 
Christianity. That's right. No Gentiles had ever been preached the gospel before, and the Jewish brethren were very uncomfortable even going to them. Mm -hmm. And so the miracle was for the Jews, not for the Gentiles. Yeah. And Peter still commanded in Acts 10, 47, he said, Can anyone forbid this water Mm -hmm. that these should not be baptized that receive the Holy Spirit as well as we? And he commanded them to be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. Well, what's the purpose of that, Acts 2.38? It's for the forgiveness of your sins. Yeah, and it's pretty easy to draw. Well, obviously, Peter Peter knew what he was saying because he had been the one that said it earlier. So he's drawing his own verbal parallels for people to see there. That's right. And uh, so um, the, the answer is to the person's question, if one is... When we're, if we're living on this side of the cross, which we are now, all yes. of us are, then um, if one is either too young or mm-hmm. mentally impaired and is not able to understand and believe and repent, yeah. then one is not a candidate for baptism. But if one is capable and can understand the gospel, then you must respond to that gospel the way God said. Mm. And I think it it is important, something for me, that I always like to remind myself of when I talked about the, well, what about the person on the desert island sort of thing? It's always important to see that, well, there's still a conviction of your conscience, you know, a realization of things there. Because otherwise, that we talked about the Great Commission, the go out to all men. Well, if you're better off having never heard, well, I'm going to keep silent because it's right. a whole lot easier just to have never heard and right. live that way. But if we're all convicted of sin in some way or another, when we have that realization, there's a need to get out and tell people about this. That's right. That's the whole purpose of the Great Commission is because people are lost without the gospel. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, that's not politically correct, but it's biblically no. correct. <laughs> it's never right to tell anyone they're wrong. So, no, and it's according not, to the world. Let me it's not that. just that they're ignorant. It is that they are... They have guilt on their soul that needs to be taken care of, and the blood of Christ is the only way to do that. Yeah, and it's not a, we're right, and we want to make you understand how much better we are. It's we have something of great joy that we want to share. Right. So, unfortunately, it doesn't always come across that way, but that's the point of it. So, hopefully that answered the question. Yeah, biblical religion is not about how I feel about something. Mm -hmm. It's about what God tells me to do. Biblical religion is about man submitting to the will of God, whereas secularized, modernized religion is about conforming God to the will Mm -hmm. of man. And that's not what we're about if we're after the, the biblical teaching. Very true. Well, if you've got any follow-up questions or comments, as always, we welcome those. Thanks for watching, for listening, for sharing these around. Y'all have a good week. See ya. Thanks again for listening to these weekly conversations between myself and Dr. Dan Owen. Conversations with Dan is an outreach and teaching ministry of the Broadway Church of Christ in Paducah, Kentucky. You can find us online through most of the major social media sites or through our website, broadwaycoc.com.